welcome to The Last Ottoman, a podcast series in which we discuss the Ottoman Empire and its legacy today. We are at the Paris Institute for Critical Thinking. My name is David Sidham Sayers, and today, on the second episode of The Last Ottoman, we turn to a part of the world that was never associated with the Ottomans, but is today evincing uncanny echoes of the ordeals the empire underwent during its disintegration. I'm talking about Afghanistan. And I'm joined today from Afghanistan by international journalist, long-standing supporter of the Paris Institute, and dear friend, Mortaza Behboudi. Mortaza, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Mortaza, uh, you spent actually, you were born in Afghanistan, and uh, you spent part of your youth in the country in the early 2010s. And since the Taliban takeover in 2021, you have traveled from France to Afghanistan multiple times as a journalist. Uh, visit after visit, what were the most remarkable changes you remember noticing in the country? And what is the big picture you see when you put all these changes together? Yes, actually, um, it was on April 2021 before uh, the Taliban that took over the um, Afghanistan. Uh, I was in Kabul, actually, I arrived for the first time after uh, years. Um, being with friends, uh, finding out, going to the university where I studied before. I mean, seeing everything. I mean, young people, they're free, going to coffee shops, restaurants, for example. We see some girls, young girls, just, just care of, take care of the scarf. Sometimes it just fall away. Um, we see young people going to the restaurants, coffee shops late night. Despite of the terrorist attacks, despite of the exclusions every day in Afghanistan, especially um, in, in Kabul and uh, some areas. But people, young people, they were uh, happy studying, going to school. Young girls, young people, uh, peop uh, people work, um, the restaurants, coffee shop run by uh, uh, girls, women. Entrepreneurs, women became since 21 years that uh, the last regime of Taliban from 1996 to 2001. In 21 years, women they uh, became journalists, um, uh, movie maker, uh, entrepreneurs, and more and more. But um, I I spent three months and a half in Afghanistan from April to July. And had to leave, but we come, coming back in August, uh, just a day after uh, Kabul um, fell to Taliban, fall down to Taliban, and in, uh, the Taliban took over Afghanistan. Uh, everything changed. Uh, for example, we see that Taliban um, curtailed the freedom of expression, movement, access to education. Um, employment for example and everything can imagine uh, especially for women and young girls and the, the images that i had from afghanistan like in only in one month everything changed for example we had it's i think it's been more than 250 days since taliban i mean uh, banned the girls from school um they're denying the basic human rights uh, over half million of uh, afghans lost jobs uh, since taliban take over uh, the country more than 400 media closed 
so activists, you... journalists, people who work for Westerners, Americans, Europeans, they are they live in hiding. So you're saying that the that the change was really, really sudden and immediate in people's lives, right? I mean, from one day to the other, you you say that uh, basically everything changed. Uh, yes, actually, people they didn't know what to do. Right. When Taliban arrived, everyone, everyone was hiding. Right. The, the streets in Kabul, the cities, big cities, was a ghost. Like right. nobody in the street, and they were running to the airports to leave the country. So uh, you're talking about Kabul. Was the change as sudden and as clear in the countryside, or was the change? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, how did people around the different regions of the country perceive the change? Yes, actually, I mean, as um, in Afghanistan, the big cities, uh, we see the changes. I mean, in the Kabul, it's it's always a capital. It's a vitrine of, of, of for Taliban to show that we changed, but not at all. Since it's a, it's about a, a year that they are here, ten months Taliban take over the country. Uh, I also travel to the countrysides, to the villages, and see people how they survive. Um, trying to survive, actually, uh, they don't have a jobs. They are they they are starving. Uh, many child they have a, a malnutrition, severe mal- malnutrition. The hospitals, many hospitals are closed because of the war, and they have to travel to the big cities in order to go to hospital. For example, mm-hmm. um, we have a problem humanitarian crisis. People they don't have anything to eat. I asked the young girl six years old, seven years old in a, in the countryside, in a village, asked, what did you eat this morning? And she replied, I just ate tea and bread. Yeah, yeah. And so actually, in a way, uh, uh, the situation in the countryside is even more severe uh, uh, than the situation in the big cities, maybe. Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> when you see people, they are displaced because of the war in this in the, in the villages or in, in the big cities like in Kandahar, they are they left homes. They are living in a tent since 10 months. Um, they don't have anything to eat. Sometimes even the international organization, they don't go to see them. Um, it, it, it is the worst humanitarian crisis in the world. What we see right now, as UN said also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mortaza, so basically, uh, maybe it is not even really correct to talk about the Taliban takeover, because what you're describing is not like there is an authority that actually rules the country. Well, right now, I mean, there's a conflict between Taliban also. Uh, The problem is they don't, they cannot lead. They're just um, coming from the mountains. They don't know how the city works, how, how... how the changes happened in Afghanistan since 21 years, one years, the last regime of Taliban. They are right now, they are sitting in their offices. They don't know what to do since 10 months. They did nothing than uh, just uh, uh, banning girls from schools, freedom of movement for women, for example, creating more madrasa, uh, the Quranic schools right now. Um, putting uh, burqa or niqab or uh, obligatory hijab for women right now, 
we see all of this only they're just limiting the, the basic human rights of, of, of people, especially for women. Right. And, and these... they didn't. And, and the, we, we see now with the, with the humanitarian crisis, nothing is even the some international NGOs. They're, they prefer to give the people the, the what they are bringing in. But Taliban, they are saying, no, you have to give us to, to, to Taliban. But of course, I mean, uh, they're saying that we are here against corruption, but they are the most corrupted people as we see today. Right. I mean, and, and what you're what you're describing is basically uh, instead of uh, ruling in a pragmatic way that actually uh, does something in order to enable the lives and livelihoods of people, they are uh, basically uh, limiting themselves to uh, political gestures. Yes, um, to, the, as they did it actually since Doha, uh, they're. Um, uh, headquarters, as they have the representative, international representative and spokesperson, were talking during the negotiation they did in since two years for the U.S. that their promise, all the promise to not change the rights of women, young girls, there all was a lie, right? A lie to the to the Westerners that they are. They, uh, they agreed on that, but today they are denying everything. Right. And since, uh, I mean, since the Taliban rule, I mean, as you were saying, is kind of reduced to this uh, negative sort of uh, administration where they, where they, uh, if you can call it that, where they outlaw this and that and the other, but they can't bring anything positive to the to the to the table, and the the result is this incredible uh, humanitarian uh, situation that you describe in the in the country that uh, uh, this this basically this falling apart of the basic uh, ability of people to survive uh, in the country but this is affecting different people in different parts of the country in different ways right Mortaza? because we know that afghanistan is a is a, is a remarkable patchwork of different ethnicities and uh, and religious identities and uh, and uh, and linguistic identities and regional identities and they are not all being affected in the same way by this situation are they of course yeah i mean we, we see right now uh, the different ethnic groups of in afghanistan i mean we just i if i say uh, we have the majorities of pashtuns uh, tajiks uh, uh, uzbeks and hazaras uh, which they are also uh, hazaras minority of shiite minority in afghanistan persecuted uh, from 40 years since 40 years of war um, right now, we see um, the, the Tajiks, for example, in the Panjshir Valley, where there's a little resistance of people. They are still fighting in the mountains. They are killing innocent people, Taliban. They are looking for the that they are accusing people of being a spy uh, or or helping resistance in the mountain. The farmers, they are killing farmers. They are arresting people, innocent people. We see it that way every day. Many. Tens of people, they're dying, have been killed by Taliban right now. On the other side, we see the Hazara community, the Shiite minority. Uh, since uh, uh, the, the last regime of Taliban, 1996, uh, in, a, a, in a small village, they killed more than 300 Hazaras because they're Hazaras. They have a different religion. I mean, they're Shiite and Taliban of Sunnis. <clears throat> and... Uh, uh, they uh, put them in prison. They tortured them. Persecution, not only in a village in Bamiyan, they killed 300 people, but also many people. They 
uh, the escape in the mountains from Taliban, Hazara people. Right now, we see they're arresting many Hazara activists, women especially. They're uh, pro they protest for their rights since uh, uh, since the beginning of since August, last August. Uh, we see now many girls, the uh, Hazara girls, they are in prison of Taliban right now. All the explosions, all the terrorists, uh, all the attacks, explosions is are against Hazara community. We had Taliban before uh, uh, making attacks in Kabul and other cities, right? Uh, and we had also Daesh. But right now we have some attacks are like like ignored by both, and we don't know what is happening. Who is doing this? But we see right now that Taliban they are limiting as they are limiting. The, they are not giving any opportunity to Hazara community, and also. We see in this other hand, Tajiks, that they're being accused of helping the resistance in the Panjshir Valley. <clears throat> so would you we, say, we, yeah. we, we, we can call it, we can call it, it's not Afghanistan. We can call it, it's Talibanistan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because and, what and you, it's yeah. Became, it's became from Republic Islamic of Afghanistan, it became to the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. I mean, come on, Afghanistan, we, when we see Afghan, we mean say Afghanistan, we know Afghanistan is the, Islamic country, it's a, uh, uh, the, the I mean, in the media, everything, I mean, the more dangerous or whatever. And they put the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan, the worst of the worst. Yes, yes, yes. And this is sort of, this really, I mean, it, 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 when you do that on both sides, I mean, when you're reporting on Afghanistan like that, you are denying the, the diversity, the reality, the diverse reality of the country. And also from the inside, when the Taliban uh, uh, pursue policies like that, of course, they are doing the same thing. Because it seems to me from what you're describing is that they, 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 they see the task of governing and controlling the country as equal to some uh, program of ethnic cleansing and homogenization. Yes, that, that's it. Uh, when we see that uh, they're, uh, they don't have any respect for other people, as uh, we see it in the, in, the, in, the, in the government right now, in the Taliban government, we see only Pashtuns or only two groups of uh, uh, the Taliban, the Kandahari people, Kandahari uh, for those Mullah Omar part of Taliban, Haqqani uh, network. When you see the Haqqani, even there is a conflict between Haqqani network and the Mullah Omar. Um, um, there the been uh, many attacks. Uh, even the son of the Mullah Omar was attacked in the terrorist attacks. I mean, what happened in the mosque the day, a few days ago. When we see that, that the Haqqani network, they're pushing this, that the limiting the girls to the schools and the, uh, other things. We say, okay, I mean, who's leading the country? Even right now, there's uh, this <clears throat> this um, uh, conflict between the, 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 the in in Taliban, but um, uh, I'm sure that the uh, what what happened, what UN released a few days ago, the Security Council released about the uh, the link of Taliban, especially Haqqani work with the uh, with the Al Qaeda right now. They have they made some connections. Still, Afghanistan will. Go. It's 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 even it's back to the twenty years ago. Mm, the last time they continued for five years of government, but this you will see because people nobody wants this 
Emirates, Islamic Emirates, Afghanistan. Yes, and I mean, it's 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 basically it's not a situation in which the state is a is a is a is a system that provides a, a kind of framework for everybody who lives in the country, but the state is a limited resource, and different uh, fractions, different parts of uh, the country or different populations are fighting for control of it, and they are going to use the control of the state in order to oppress the other parts of the country. Uh, th- that's it. Actually, exactly what they did 21 years ago in 1996. They were saying that, okay, Afghanistan was saying this is the Pashtuns are belong to Afghanistan. Tajiks, they have to go to Tajikistan. It's a country. They they have to go there, leave the country. Uh, Uzbeks go to Uzbekistan. It's a country there. And Hazaras, they belong to nowhere. Let's kill them. They belong to nowhere, so let's kill them, right? This is the, uh, yes, yes, absolutely. This is the opinion. So, so Murtaza, uh, one thing that I, uh, sort of a, a question that's been on my mind as you've been describing this is, uh, in light of all of this conflict, in light of all of this opposition, uh, what does it even mean to be Afghan today? I mean, is there a, is there a common Afghan identity that the people in Afghanistan share? Right now, everyone, when we, as we see the, uh, we see very few young people there in the streets. Um, but there is still people are trying to do things. We see the hidden schools happening. People they are doing things together from between the those they are okay saying that these. Uh, the the group dominated by Pashtuns or or whatever now we see that some Pashtuns even they are not agree with the Taliban rules they are very apart they are just coming from another country as fifteen percent of Taliban coming from Pakistan and um, in in nineteen ninety four that uh, founded the 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 the, the movement. Uh, uh, especially they all studied in Pakistan. I don't know what we're coming from, but they're not Afghans. Um, but right now, uh, young people, those people, they're um, uh, trying to do things. Uh, for example, they are, I went to visited some schools, hidden schools. They're teaching uh, to the girls. They are bound uh, from schools, the high school girls and college. Uh, and also the teaching English languages. We see some because now sports they are banned to do sports. Also, women there's some some sport clubs hidden in the basement. They are doing that uh, all together. Um, so basically, you're saying that what 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 unites people is is the resistance to to oppression. The resistance to the oppression, of course, not. We see some people, yes, they, some people, they cannot stay here because they work for Americans, for Europeans. They're activists, journalists, others. They're, they criticize Taliban for years, but they have to leave. But those people, they want, don't want to leave. They make the movement of resistance, pro, uh, make some protests, go attack the wall, the night. Girls, young girls, we see that. The, the schools, this sort of resistance, the, the, the courage that they are, they have right now, the especially young girls. Now, most of them they've been in, they are in jail by, uh, of Taliban. They have been released. They are telling me what happened in the jail for them. Every moment they just wish to go out. They were been tortured. Even they've been been raped by Taliban. The Taliban they are talking about the Islamic law. They raped young women in a jail. 
the young actors to be a, 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 a listen to others somehow. I don't know what they're thinking, and so, but yeah. what they're di- doing this, it's not the Islam what, uh, I mean, they, yes. they, they're now doing. Yeah, yeah uh, that is uh, which form of Islam that is supposed to be compatible with, I have no idea. Yes, or, or Sharia. It's uh, their uh, own version of Sharia. It's not even written in Quran or uh, Islam. Of course. Of course. And uh, Mortaza, what I want to ask you is with this resistance that you're describing that comes especially from young people and from young women, do you see this as something that can unite a country or is this something that that is specific to uh, urban areas? I mean, is this something that is this kind of consciousness something that can bring a whole country together? Uh, As it's already uh, the case, we see that people there all together we see the woman movement they're creating whatsapp groups they're uh, expressing their souls in the social media i'm i'm talking to the woman activists now they are banned to go to protest in the streets even the journalists they cannot film them because they put them in jail uh, um, uh, they're they're talking in twitter they're posting this is this kind of resistance when I see that, that people, all the people going share it, like it, uh, the news, what is happening, even from outside, those people have been evacuated. They're outside living Afghans. They're also supporting those people. They're staying here and they're, they're publishing articles online on social media and there's some explaining things or filming themselves in a the house. They're doing things. This, this resistance, this supports of people from inside and outside, this unite uh, now Afghans, those they don't want the Taliban law, Taliban government. Right. And I mean, maybe this is also something that has united Afghans in the past, as you had the different empires that have trod all over the of territory. Course. I mean, this is this is something that has brought people, I assume this is something that has brought Afghans together for centuries now. Yes, I mean we have we had the Sovietics, we have uh, uh, we had uh, after that the civil war, we had the uh, uh, English, we had Taliban, uh, uh, Americans, and what they did actually right now they just brought money, and the money went to the pocket of some some corrupt people to the the high level position in the government. Uh, those workshops they organized for young people and they abandoned them like suddenly they left was was really this is was the the worst thing they could do that that time that Taliban they were just um, coming up to up to taking cities after cities uh, what U.S. did actually uh, that time as they started the negotiation between the, uh, the the Afghans nationals and the Taliban in Qatar to three years, four years, every year. But what they did this uh, retreat of irresponsible retreat in in um, in May uh, was irresponsible. What they did was a big mistake, and now everybody's saying that. I mean. Uh, Afghans people, I mean, they had that a few freedom that they could study. They could become, I said, became entrepreneurs, teachers, uh, journalists. Today, everything gone. And they did nothing. For me, those people, Westerners, Americans, 
it's only a bubble anything no it's 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 nothing it's a uh, gone everything gone for them they cannot study they, they cannot work those women they did since 21 years for what they were here in afghanistan yes for what is that a is that the country that so i mean we have soviet come on i mean they wanted to just we, we stopped afghans stopped Soviets. we had uh, uh, as uh, americans came why americans came to afghanistan okay right now i mean they're saying okay the, the money is now in in the blocked in the afghan money is blocked in us they're gonna give them to the survivors of the 9-11 come on it is the, the money belongs to afghans no afghans were in the 9-11 attacks uh, was al-qaeda things and uh, right now what we see uh, what we see right now uh, this the the, the, the big um, mistake of the this that now afghans they hate them there's the they just create this hate yes they were here they left Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is something this uh, uh, this in- incredibly uh, uh, awful relationship with uh, with uh, with with forces with powers that have come from the outside world has maybe done more to uh, define what it means to be Afghan uh, than uh, the, 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 than a lot of things that divide people. It was not for Afghanistan. It was not for Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, Afghanistan, it, been, it, it is a strategic country in a strategic zone and the uh, uh, geopolitics. Afghanistan, Central Asia, border to to, to the uh, Middle East. Uh, we have in a we have a, a, a neighborhood to to Iran. I mean, Americans were here to also to uh, keep an eye on Iran. Yes. Yes. And also to be there to not let people to, to not uh, give the country to the Russians there in the same time in the country. Yeah. I mean, what they did right now, the region countries, those they were against America, US, Iran, Pakistan. We had also uh, the, the China. We had also Russia. They're all went. They supported Taliban to just like uh, to to make America live. Yes. Yes. And uh, nothing, nothing for Afghans. Right. What the, all the money they spend in Afghanistan. Nothing, 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 nothing for the Afghans themselves, uh, which uh, sort of Morteza, which makes me want to ask you, because you spent so much time with regular people in Afghanistan. You've traveled throughout the country. You've been in the city. You've been in the countryside. You've talked to so many people. Are there some stories uh, that uh, that made an impact on you. Are uh, are there are there some particular stories of real people that you want to that you want to share? Uh, I mean, when when I see in the villages, I mean, before we we had, I mean, uh, it was happening in the villages in the small cities in Afghanistan that people they were selling their child because of starvation, uh, kids uh, to to in order to. Uh, to keep the other or to 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 help the other to not die they had to sell one but now it's, it's increasing every day uh, i saw people in families they are selling their children uh, in order to survive uh, to to help other kids to Mur- to, to not die Murtaza, uh, 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 you talk about selling children uh, i i 
I have difficulty imagining how that is supposed to work. I mean, this is this how? this this is this is a this is a crazy question. But how how do you actually do that? How does that happen? I mean, these the mothers were telling me uh, mothers in the villages and tents they were displaced because of war, living in tents since a year and more. They were telling who can uh, uh, separate the beloved ones from the the families, from mothers, child from the mothers. But in this situation, they cannot let all children die. And uh, for example, the the the. The, the other people living in the city, they have some money, for example. Uh, if you, they are not rich, we cannot say they're, they're rich. They have some money, but they cannot have a baby. Those young couples, they heard that, okay, some families in these camps or in these villages, they're selling babies. Okay, let's go and take them because they can have a better future in our houses. And they go and they negotiate and they take it. That is... An incredible, incredible story, Morteza. I mean, that is... And they, they have... A, we, we see it now, it's increased. Every day is happening in the camps. It's far from the eye of the humanitarian actors, international organizations. Nobody can do anything right now. Even they are... They, nobody is aware of this. I mean, we published an article. Now it's going every viral, everywhere. in the, From Norway to... To all the countries they're talking about this, that how is this case is increasing in Afghanistan and everyone wants to, to sell their child in order to, to, to survive, to, to not let other children die. That is a that is an incredible an incredible story, Morteza. Uh, Morteza, you know, as I said at the beginning, uh, and and is obvious to everybody who is listening to this podcast right now, you're not just a neutral observer of what's happening in Afghanistan. I mean, I don't believe in the existence of a neutral observer anyway, but you were actually, as I said, you were born in Afghanistan and you lived there as a young man. And your perspective is an inside, is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is an embedded perspective. So I want to ask you, what do you, I mean, overall, when you think about Afghanistan, what do you think and feel? I mean, what goes on inside of you? I mean, it's very sad uh, where I studied in a university where I could go to the uh, warm, uh, girls' part of cafeteria, I could talk to the girls. I could, we could we could we could talk, meet, discuss, to work together. Today, impossible. Even they separated the the, the girls and the uh, boys' uh, classrooms. Uh, they, the girls going to school in the morning and and the uh, boys in the afternoon to the university. What I feel, it's the, I mean, my Afghanistan is gone. What, where, what I born with the music, with the culture, with the, all this meeting, all these uh, uh, different traditions um, by different ethnic groups, uh, all this diversity of cultures in the country, all gone in just a, a day. And Westerners, are responsible for that. All they came over and over to Afghanistan. They played like other countries. We we see the war in Syria, in Yemen. Whose war is that? Why yes. they are doing this in the in 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 the in the poor countries, as like in Afghanistan since more than forty years? For me, the now no. I mean, this little hope I had before. 
that the people, many people, I could study there. Now I'm studying abroad. I'm working abroad. I couldn't stay country, but I'm back now talking about the situation. Even me, right now, I cannot work easily. I have to hide. I have to give fake names. I have to give fake to, to Tauba in order not to be arrested. You see, the journal, Westerner journalists, they're coming here. They're protected by their countries. But me as Afghan, with Afghan name, can work very hardly here in Afghanistan. The journalists, they've been Afghan journalists, they have been tortured. Yes, uh, are gone, uh, arrested. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they, still, they continue their job to to show the 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 international community what is really happening in Afghanistan. Right, what is really happening, and uh, one day. Hopefully, I mean, this work, this amazing work, uh, this remarkable work that you're doing right now, Mortaza, and people like you, one day, hopefully, it will make it possible for us to, again, not talk, when we talk about Afghanistan, to not talk about things like this, but to talk about the beautiful diversity that you described, to talk about the, to talk about the music, to talk about the cuisine, to talk about the, 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 the amazing things that can happen when diverse people come together and they decide to share a life uh, based, on a, uh, based on a common set of uh, convictions and values. Hopefully, your work can take us uh, one step closer to talking about that Afghanistan again. Yes, because Afghanistan was over and over in the media about the conflicts, to war from things Taliban always and now even the media they are responsible for that Westerners media they are coming to Afghanistan they always want to talk to the Taliban because they were hiding in in the in the mountains today they are in the streets everywhere in the parks they want to talk to them but they those people that you want to talk to them they took everything from us yes they took our culture our traditions our music our, our freedom of movement, education, all the basic human rights. Yes, Mortaza, this is uh, this has been an incredibly powerful interview for me. I, uh, I it's difficult for me to let you go, uh, but I have to at this point. Uh, thank you so much for sharing these insights with us. Thank you so much for sharing your personal. Uh, uh, perspective with us, not a sort of observer, uh, so-called neutral outside perspective on the situation, but somebody who's living this from the inside and somebody who's living this on the inside, on your own inside. Thank you so much, Mortaza. Thank you. Um, with that, we've reached the end of this uh, remarkable episode of The Last Ottoman, a podcast series in which we discuss the Ottoman Empire and its legacy today. We are at the Paris Institute for Critical Thinking. My name is David Selim Sayers, and today I had the absolute privilege of being with journalist Mortaza Behboudi, who took the time out of his harrowing schedule to join us from Kabul, Afghanistan, from where he has been reporting tirelessly since the Taliban takeover in 2021. I would like to thank Mortaza, and I would also like to say a special thank you today to Sage Waters, who designed the beautiful logo of our podcast. Many people have been commenting on it, so thank you, Sage, uh, for your outstanding work. If you, our listeners, would like to support The Last Ottoman, 
or the rest of our non-profit volunteer work at the Paris Institute, I invite you to become a member of our community. Membership starts from three euros a month and enables free public lectures, open access online journals and podcasts like this one, fair compensation for our course instructors, and everything else we do at the Paris Institute to create a public space for critical and creative thinking. Membership is easy. Just visit our website at parisinstitute.org. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you next episode.